This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via other participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. Okay, well, welcome everybody for another episode, episode 201 of Forever Bristol City podcast, and it is fixture release day. And as I tweeted the other day, it's almost like the night before Christmas, or, well, it's actually the day now, but uh, joining me for this uh, hour-long special where we talk about transfers and also dissect the fixture list and anything else that uh, takes our fancy, joining me are uh, Neil and uh, Ian. Uh, Morning, chaps. Are we uh, enjoying the summer? You first, Neil. Uh, busy work-wise, but uh, enjoying the summer, uh, the football hasn't stopped really, has it? No. I no. mean, even with uh, the internationals and uh, the Champions League and all the rest of it, it doesn't feel that we've actually had much of a break from football. I know City no. we have, but otherwise, watching everybody in the under-20s under, under 20s and uh, all the rest of it, yeah. isn't it? It's and, carried is, on. and is it and fixture release day, is it? Do you feel that anticipation that you did when you were a child at Christmas? What's going to be in the... Pandora's box. Well, I work one weekend in four on my shift pattern. So I have to, uh, as soon as it comes out, I look at it and look, start booking off all the days. I'm sure everybody else starts rearranging their work around uh, the city fixtures as well. The games that you just can't miss, really. Yeah, and then you get screwed by the TV schedule. And, and, then, and then they change it, yeah. And then yeah. they change it on you. Uh, Ian, uh, you've been enjoying the summer. I think you've had, well, you're down on the coast anyway, but uh, it, it, does it feel like the night before Christmas for you or just like, oh my God, what's coming up next? You know, what's the running look like? What are the key dates? What do you think about fixture release day? Well, I, I, I typically look through, we've got the first day and I said, I said to you and Neil earlier that I'm happy with anything at home, really, um, but I don't want one of the promoted clubs at home because they come up with some momentum and it's normally a problematic game. I'd actually like, if I could if I could pick a home fixture, um, I wouldn't mind something like Southampton at home uh, to kick the season off with. Um, mm. I, I quite like that. But yeah, as for the summer, really good. Obviously, you know, you know I live in Devon, so I've got beaches within, well, I don't know, I've probably got a, half a dozen beaches within 30 minutes, 40 minutes drive. And uh, obviously, I can get the dog down there, and I've been watching a lot of cricket. So, and that was a fantastic game. Fantastic game in the Ashes. There's another one coming up next week at Lord. So, all good, mate. And I'm uh, I'm going off uh, going off touring uh, touring England for a change. Uh, I'll be doing that for a couple of a couple of three weeks. So, uh, yeah, so. all good. All good stuff. Well, look, before uh, we talk about transfers coming in, of which there's been uh, a few, and I think everybody's uh, been pretty chipper about it, um, what about players that are going out? And, uh, uh, I mean, Ian, you you might know this, and I'll ask the same with Neil. Has Kane, has he gone to Bolton? Has that deal gone through now? That's the most recent thing that's uh, hitting the uh, the, uh, news, isn't it, Ian? Is Is that confirmed or what? No, it's not been it's not been confirmed, but uh, it's been it's been well touted and it's been in all the media, uh, you know, the official media, not just social media. So I suppose it's just subject to passing a medical. Um, so it, it's a it's a shame for the lad, and I hope we've got a sell on clause because he's another one where you've got to throw the caveat in if he can stay fit. And I think League One 
uh, the pace of League One will suit him better than the Championship uh, because we've spoken before, or I, I tend to, to have spoken before, about what happens when players join us from League Two. It is a massive mm-hmm. step up. And perhaps going into League One, Bolton are a decent side. They play good football under Ian Everett. So, um, I, you know, I wish him well. And I hope we've got the old 20% sell-on clause because I've, I've got a feeling if he can get himself right and he can get fit, he'll, he'll be a good player and he'll have a decent career. Yeah, yeah. Neil, um, it was the... You know, he was the much, well, he was almost a bit of a marquee signing, you know, League Two Player of the Year, all the goals and assists and everything uh, like that. I mean, bitter disappointment, but sometimes these things don't work out, do they? Yeah, I think it's a real indication of the way we're going next season, I have to say, really. when I, I think about four now, isn't it? I think that's kind of written. If you're releasing the one Conventional player wing back. Yeah. that you're saying is your right wing back, because Tanner's not a wing back, Sykes, mm. And then Scott, <laughs> Scott, yeah, and McCrory not coming as a wing back. So you've got a player there that you've brought in with the best intentions that you're playing a certain formation. Unfortunately, he got injured. He looked quite bright at the start of the season. Yes, he did. He appeared the preseason friendlies, and then we went to Wickham, didn't we? we scored and set up one in the cup and stuff mm. like that. Looked quite bright, but it just hasn't worked out for him. Um, like Ian said, decent salon clause, maybe even push it like the Riley Taylor deal, thirty percent. Yeah, go max like that. Sell him for what you pay for him, a hundred thousand, something like that. And um, jobs, yeah, jobs, jobs are good in really. Yeah. I mean, you're covered if he has a if he has a really good time down in League One. They get a decent fee for it. You get a decent fee for it. But he's not going to get any minutes next season, is he? Oh, if he stays here, he's, he's about what fifth choice, four, probably four like fifth that. choice in, in that yeah. position. So yeah, and sticking with you, Neil, the player that seems to be sort of. Uh, calling all the shots at the moment in terms of, you know, if, if he goes, it's going to affect uh, other purchases maybe. But uh, Thomas Callas, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, as Ian said, and I'll come on to Ian about Thomas in a minute, when he's fit, he's a great defender. But, you know, we don't know that. And we're we're being left in limbo and we don't really want that because there's other defensive signings that we could make that are predicated by what happens with Thomas, you know. and I mean, it's... It- it's a massive shame last season, season and a bit with with Thomas Callas because, as everybody says, he's by far and away our best defender, isn't he? Mm. When he came on against Man City in the cup, you saw his pedigree, didn't yes, you? Yes, you did. You know, when he was playing against those top players, you looked at the City team and you thought, oh, there's, there's about a couple of players mm. on this pitch that are probably at that sort of level, just below the Man City level. Mm. Callas was one of those. Yeah, Callas was one of those. So you saw the quality there. But the caveat is there's no point, even if he went down to half what his current wages are. You know, going back to Richard Gould, that famous saying that he said about, you know, pounds on the pitch. Yeah. There's absolutely no point paying somebody a five-figure sum, supposedly. I think Mark Ashton said that as well. Oh, God. Yeah, do you remember that? But then a five-figure sum if he's going to be injured, though. And who knows? Once people stop being out for a whole season, and there's one injury leads to another yeah. injury, and leads to another injury, and you do have some real question marks, yeah. don't you? But on his day, absolutely fantastic, yeah. absolutely fantastic. And it was great to see him at QPR yeah, last game of the season. If yeah. they leave, then yeah. you know. I mean, Ian, you know, his, his agent, his advisors, he himself, you know, he knew his contract was up, and if somebody was going to come for him. Surely they would have come by now and City have made their best and final offer. And we're not going to improve their offer to make him stay. So he's got really two choices. You know, well, he signs, yeah, what's there, which then commits us to wages for a potential Nathan Baker situation. It ain't a great it ain't a great look at the moment, Ian, is it? I don't think. I mean, take on board all the positives about him, what he looks like. But, you know, no, nobody's beating a path to our door to sign an out-of-contract check international? Well, firstly, we, we, we don't know if there's, you know, what interest and what offers, but there's certainly been nothing in the press or anything locally even rumoured. Uh, one I thought yesterday that would be <clears throat> not really out of left field would be a possible move to Ipswich and Mark Ashton. Uh, and that would really put the, set, set the cat amongst the pigeons, wouldn't it? I mean, I'm not claiming any knowledge of that. I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me if it happened. Um, 
Which, well, they're going to be they're going to be collecting players like they do, aren't they? I mean, they haven't started well, the other, massively yet. Well, hang on. The other the other thing that you you you've got is Callas uh, can play left centre back, mm-hmm. and we've got Atkinson out injured uh, at, until October, November, possibly even December, because ACLs are normally a year. Now mm-hmm. we have got, and I, I put a, a chart together the other day of who can play where. And it's surprising how many options we got. Like you mentioned, right back or right wing back, we, we've got four players who can who can play there that don't yeah. immediately spring to mind. So we've got Tanner, Viner, McCrory, and Sykes. Now McCrory is an interesting one because he played four different positions for Aberdeen quite regularly yeah. in different formations last season. And, and Pearson broke the golden rule of not signing anyone over six foot when he signed him and 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 uh, dicky but if you if you go back to left center back the only other two that we've got who well you you could include cam pring who can play there uh, yeah. but then uh, but you've also got cal naismith who can yeah. play there but we don't and like you've got him. duncan idahan you know the forgotten man well, but he can I've play there as well any, i've left any of the under under 21s for the minute i've left them out of the equation because I, I don't see them getting many games but we'll see but you've also got the new lad Roberts from Brighton who it, it's strange Brian Tinian said well you know the market we're shopping in is League One and League Two and I know that Roberts was on loan from a League One club um, <coughs> was on loan sorry to a League One club but the players we signed have either been from the Championship the Scottish Premiership or the English Premier League so we haven't signed anybody from League one and two yet, but uh, Roberts can play there now. Depending on which website you look on, he's either five feet seven or five feet nine. But he did play; he has played centre back, and apparently, according to Derby fans, he's very good in the air. So you know that that does give you an option. But uh, if Callas stays, his obvious place to start is on the the on the left left centre back in that back four that Neil was talking about. Right. Right. Okay. So that's Callas. Um, sticking with you in uh, Zach, the club are exercising or have exercised a one-year option. Is that right? Yeah, that's I mean, correct. Yeah. He can leave next summer. I mean, you know, there was a few little rumours going around that Brentford were interested, and he's not going to walk into their team, but squad player at Brentford, and without any doubt, the most improved player at Ashton Gate next season. I mean, you know, there's one thing exercising the one-year option, but. We really want to tie him down, don't we? And maybe he's got aspirations what, above us. What do you think? Well, that's that's what Phil Alexander is trying to do. Um, he, he's trying to negotiate. Uh, they've offered him a contract in it last season, and him and his rest, uh, agent turned it down. So uh, when they, he comes back, and that's probably um, Alexander's going to talk to him in a couple of weeks' time or a week's time. He may be on holiday mm. still, or whatever. But when they recommence pre-season training, I think it's July the 1st, um, they're going to sit down with him and his agent and, and, and put a deal in front of them. Now, if he doesn't sign that, then I think we have to look, look to move him on because he, he's, what, he's now become too good a player to lose for nothing. So you either take the view of, well, we'll keep him for the season. If he has a good season, we might get promoted. Um and uh, and then all the rules change because we can offer him more money and he'll have the chance to play in the Premier League. Or, or and But you take the risk of him walking out the door for nothing. And if he has a good season, there'll be plenty of suitors. Yeah. yeah what's your take, yeah, what's on, your your, take on... What's your take on um, Zach? Well, I think the thing is that uh, the way that we've done things in the past... By all accounts, the the deal that we offered him is pretty much similar to the deal that he's on at the moment. He's 26. He's at this key time in his career. I'm not surprised that he's turned around and said, look, I'm a first-team regular. He's played, I think, last three seasons, he's done something like 45, 46 and 46 games. You know, his fitness levels have been great. His availability has been great. But every player has the level and it's... We've got to trust the club in the basis of what the club says, how much they think that person is worth. Mm -hmm. And in all honesty, there are a myriad of options for us Mm -hmm. at centre-back. We're talking about, we're what, 22nd of June? Mm -hmm. There are options. I did see yesterday that Jake O'Brien, who we've... 
been mm. linked to his quite a few times and tried to do it, that a French club have offered a million pounds for him. Mm. So that just complicates it a little bit, doesn't it? You know, in terms of the cost of these sort of deals mm. at the end of the day and just shows. But I don't think, I'm not sitting here thinking if Zach walks out the door, that's a disaster. Because I think we've got time to organise and get a right side, a right side and centre back in at the end of the day. I'd rather that than we pay somebody more than we're willing to do. Fair enough. The decision of Phil Alexander is do we go back and do we improve on that offer? If he says, no, we're going to stick with that offer, I can see him being but, gone. But then, there's, there's no, wages, but then you've got a transfer fee plus wages of bringing well, a replacement. Well, not always. I think there's a lot of players. I mean, if you, if, you, if you looked how many players are out of contract around the place at the moment as well. There I is mean, a lot, yeah. There, there, there's a lot of players in free agency and a lot of players looking for clubs and and wage demands will start dropping over the course of the summer. Mm. And you always, you know, you have your key targets at the start of the summer and you may, you know, have to pay some decent wages to mm. get them in because otherwise they'll turn around and say, like like Callas, I'm going to just pause a moment, like mm. Jason Knight, who we'll come to. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then just look at their options. Someone like that, absolutely no problem with him being advised. You're 26. If you sign a three-year, that is the key part. Twenty-six to twenty-nine, that is a key part. It's key of his, part of his career. Key isn't it? part yeah. of his career. And in all honesty, if you're signing a contract similar to the one that you signed at twenty-three, yeah. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. No, worth it. But it'll be interesting to see. You what, won't be crying. Uh, what the clubs, you, you won't be crying if he goes. Yeah, you won't be crying if he goes. Okay. Um, look, 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 everything um, in terms of future spending is dependent on the Alex Scott situation. And Ian, as, as you've commented on Twitter, you know, yeah, all great, all this interest, but no bids yet. I thought when I saw Wolves had sold Neves to one of the Arabian clubs, I just read in the press somewhere this morning that he might be going to Newcastle. So he's probably gone to Saudi Arabia and then gets signed by uh, Newcastle. That would be an interesting one. But uh, the Scott situation, uh, you know, he, he, the hype, the hype surrounding Alex is tremendous. And for me, if he's going to stay, he's got to sign a year extension to protect us because his value, if he doesn't sign, his value is going to go down or it won't be as high as it is now because the hype is there. And it's the hype that's generating all the interest because, as we've said, four assists, one goal. But then you've got to dig deeper than that because it's the assists to the assists. I, I get that. But, you know, Alex Scott going on a scale of one to ten, and him being here, I'll say on the 1st of September because there's always a bit of activity that happens in the last two weeks of the window. Ten, he's gone. One, he's still here. Where does that look on that spectrum on everything you've seen so far? <clears throat> I think it's about a, a three or a four. He's still here. I'd, I'd go the other way around. If you're saying ten, ten's uh, yeah, gone. Said, ten's gone. One is ten. still here. Yeah, I, I, I'd say probably about a three or a four, um, on the basis that, yeah, they're they're. I mean, West Ham are said to be in talks with representatives of Bristol City. Now, in talks, that can mean one phone call. Is he, mm. you know, they and know Rob saw him at least four times last yeah. season, didn't he? Rob Newman, yeah, but uh, yeah, but he, he's he's West, uh, he's West Ham, isn't he? Um, mm. so look, it, it until the bit if there is going to be a bit in war, um, like you say, Wolves have sold the guy to Saudi Arabia. I mean, Newcastle are linked with an AC Milan player, uh, Sandro Tonali. He was a very good defensive midfield player, plays for AC Milan. So I would think that, um, yeah, I, I, I said before that I think it's still most likely that he'll still be here. Now, if you go some, let's say it was West Ham, and let's make something up, let's say they got to the figure that Lansdowne wants and the add-ons that he wants, um, and he did leave, I don't think... Um, West Ham would loan him back to us. I don't think that could happen. Where I think if a club like, I don't know, I'll make something up, Man City or Newcastle bought him, I think they might loan him back or loan us another very good player for the season. So, but there's so yeah, many then, things. Sorry to interrupt you, loan us another player, but then 
that won't play to uh, Nigel's mantra. We don't want to develop other clubs' players, do we? <laughs> you know, I mean, well, yeah, but I, I, got, it makes sense. He's got, but he's got lots. He's got lots of mantras, but then he might go down a different route. For example, we don't want anybody that that doesn't want to be here. Well, why is Callas still there then? Yeah, because if if he wanted a beer, one would assume he would have signed the contract. Now, okay, I get the, and Pearson said, well, you know, good players keep their options open, and all this, that, and the other. Well, that that's absolutely fine, but <coughs> we've got what was it, ten days, eight days to the end of the month, and at that point, he stops getting paid by us. So, well, that'll focus mean, the mind a bit, won't it? <laughs> well, that that will. But on back to Scotty. Yeah, I don't sorry. I don't think you know. We, we any of us know what's going to happen until such time as there is a bid made, and then the sort of conversations that are going to go on with his agent are going to be, well, where do you see Alex fitting into your team? And if they start saying, well, you know, um, we see him essentially as a a squad player, and we might poke him out on loan somewhere, then to develop him, then I think he's going to be hankering to stay here. Um, depending on where that loan is. If they say, well, we're going to loan him to another Premier Division club to develop him, which once again, I say if he signs for West Ham, I think that's unlikely, particularly yeah. with Declan, Declan Rice, very, very likely to move on. But the club, make no bones about it, the club are trying to sell him. And um, because they realise exactly what you said at the start, and we discussed ad nauseum, that unless he signs an extension to his contract, um, in, a, in a year's time, unless he's had the season of his life, let, unless he's had a season like Andy Byman had, the one before last, yeah, and he's he's going really well in the first five months of the season up to Christmas, his value will fall. Um, yeah. No, so I mean, if between yeah, now and Christmas he had, if between now and Christmas, and again, statistics, these assists to the assist, but if between now and Christmas he got, I don't know, three goals and five assists to add yeah. to his already good play, there's a chance you could get a decent wedge for him in January. But then in the yeah. summer, you know, if you extrapolate that forward or even double it up, if in the summer he's got five goals and eight assists, right, his value isn't going to be higher than what it is now because people know he's only got one year left on his contract. As I said, he, need, as I said, he, needs, a, he needs a Weiman type season, if his value is going to maintain even. And, and then if he has that type of season, then who knows, who knows where we're going to be? You know, we might, we well, might be in does, the pressure. Yeah, we absolutely yeah. right. Neil, what's, so, what's your... Sorry, sorry, just finish what you were saying. Sorry, just starting. Yeah, so, so there, there are so many things that could happen. You know, mm. he, he could stay, he could go. I, I've said all the way through that I don't see anybody paying what Steve Lansdowne wants. But... You know, I've been wrong before, so um, let, let's hope that if we, we've got that sorted, and then it gives the club more money to invest in, one would hope, better players. Absolutely. We'll talk about that after the fixtures come back, you know, what the shape of the side is going to look like, and the other transfers that we've we've actually had in. But I just want Neil to have um, his view on well, that, I, Alex. I, I think ultimately it boils down to what is a what is a bid yeah ultimately once 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 you make a bid it's almost like a legally binding document to a certain degree isn't it there's a certain amount you put you put that in if the club turns around and goes yeah thanks very much signs it boom 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 brilliant all the rest of it are there talks going on between the club and other clubs at the moment with God's God 100 percent yeah 100 percent but it's going to be informal, verbal conversations going on. His agent is going to be talking. People are going to be talking. Just like they're going to be talking about a number of different... His agent is not different. going to advise him to sign the extension, is he? Absolutely, 100%. Whereas... No, no, no. Why would you? Why would you? Well, because the agent the just got one-dimensional view. And he's right. I mean, there's, there's too much money involved. That's the unfortunate thing. Bristol City's turnover last year was 26 million. Mm. You're talking about 25 million power, 20, 25 million power yeah. player. I mean, that is a massive amount of money for the club in this situation. Do you, do you hold on to him for a year and then... And he could get injured. I mean, I just well, take the money any, out. Any, 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 anything different. I For me, I think it, Ian's gone three or four. I would go with a seven, eight. 
But he'll be just, just implying that he's going to be Yeah, gone. either late, either late, late in, in the, the window. window. He might yeah. start with us and go late yeah. in the window. Yeah. But I just think that there'll be momentum from the club. Are you going to sign this contract extension? Mm. No, I'm not going to sign the contract extension. Right, OK. There's, there's just too much money involved, isn't it? I know that we're working on plan B at the moment, which is without the Scott money, and that's fine. But when you have an asset and it's depreciating in value, whatever that asset is yeah. in life, you have to make a decision at some stage. And those conversations that you have with other clubs when they go, look, we're not going to go beyond a certain figure. The club will go back, won't they? Yep. It, you know, they will know he's not signing a new contract. So anybody buying Scott knows that he's not signing a new yeah. contract because his agents will tell him, don't worry, he's not signing a new contract. Yeah. So he's at his pinnacle at the moment. From this summer onwards, his value is going down. I, I think the number, personally, I think the number is 20 million plus add-ons plus sell-on. And I think I think, I think think we do a the, deal the, that. Modern-day deals are very weird, though, aren't they? I mean, there's so many things. That you, you, how much did Semenyo go for? Well, one, one, do you know one, what I mean? It, one sorry, really important thing, sorry to interrupt, one really important thing to remember is the timing of the payments. Now, a perfect example of this is Arsenal's offer for Declan Rice, which was mooted at 90 million, 90 million, right? West Ham rejected it. And then it came out, well, it was 90 million, but that 90 million would be 75 million paid over four years mm. with the possibility, and that's a really important word, possibility, of 15 million in add-ons that you may or may never get. Mm. So one of them, for Rice, who's a full England international, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, would be if Arsenal win the Premier League, uh, we'll give you another two million quid. Mm. All right. Now, so you, you might never get those add-ons. We never got the add-ons for Bobby Reed, Joe Bryan, and we haven't had any add-ons for Lloyd Kelly or Josh Brownhill because he haven't gone anywhere. And we didn't so, get anything extra for Semenyo because he didn't get enough minutes on the pitch, did he? Yeah, no, I think I think we did because t if you remember, Brian Tinian said uh, the payment was linked to Bournemouth staying in the Premier Division. Was it fair enough? So that would. Neil's then just said Adam Webster. Neil's just said Adam Webster in terms of sell-ons. I mean, that's gone west now because his stock is not what it was six months ago, is it really? I, th well, I think the thing that Semenyo I take five million, wasn't he? I think, I think the thing that I take from the, the transfers at the moment is you look at the premiership clubs, there's a hell of a lot of them that are having FFP problems, aren't there? In terms of it, there's thank, there's a lot of clubs there that are saying, thank God for the Saudi Pro League. Is getting rid of... Well, Chelsea have done that. Get, well, other, other, clubs, other clubs will as well, though. I mean, you know, and I think there's a lot of the big clubs that are just sorting out their finances. In relation at the moment and I think that's why there might be a delay in the lesser deals coming through they might come later on in the window or they might come after the season started mm. because I think they're just they're getting rid a lot of the clubs will be getting rid of players that have got a year left on their contract mm. that are on good wages that aren't really performing where do we get them rid to do we get them rid and then you've got this like almost like China from five years ago, isn't it? With the Saudi league, where they're just like, we need players. We need players in this league. Right, okay, well, can I sell you this 32-year-old who is a bit useless for us and uh, he's got a year left? Of, yeah, we'll give you 35 minutes. Jobs are good, <laughs> you know, isn't it really at the moment, you know? And um, a lot of the club's finances across the board will get resolved. Players will have, you know, at the end of June, as Ian has said, People stop getting paid, the out-of-contract players. People will be sitting down looking at it. Alex Scott is not a key signing for a premiership club. He is a development signing for a yeah, premiership is. club, isn't he? Is. So he on, is. on that on that regard, you know, he I that's why I think he'll go later on in the window, if not after the season starts. Yeah, yeah. No, well it's it's fast approaching uh, 0900 hours for fixed release, and I think I'm right in saying Chaps, that the uh, Caribou Cup draw is imminent. 2.30 today. Oh, it's 2.30. And let's just say, let's not have the gas. Because that would just be, there's absolutely nothing to win on that, is there? Abs you know, everybody, oh, it'd be brilliant. Have no, it wouldn't. Why would it be brilliant to have Rovers? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it would be a game that we would be expected to win. 
they would it would be their cup final. Barton would tell all their players to go out, be passionate, be this. We'd probably have a load of our players kicked up into yeah. the into the heavens. And it would nothing be, to gain by playing them. Nothing to gain. And the last time the JPT trophy in twenty thirteen, there was the pitch invasions, the the seventeen people arrested, all the rest of it. God, can you imagine the chaos? Yeah. Down no, there. Absolutely not. So it's literally seconds away from nine o'clock as we're recording this. I don't know who's gonna get it first. Will it appear on Twitter? I'm having a look on Twitter. Neil's probably going to have a look at the, the <laughs> website. It's build-up time. According to my computer, it says it is uh, 9 o'clock. Fixture release day live. We're sat here looking now. Uh, here we go. Anybody got, got, it? On, and, got it? And, and, and Neil has got it. And Preston North End at home. Whoopee bloody do. First game of the season. Preston North End at home. Ian, you got that? Preston North End at home? I haven't got the fixtures come up yet because I'm on the All BBC. Right. We're, we're start, we're, we're, we're start. So press, let's look at August. Pre-window, we've got uh, four fixtures before the window shuts. And that is Preston at home, Millwall away, Birmingham City home, Hull away. Early, uh, my dog's come in to uh, show us his ball and uh, he's wagging <laughs> his tail. He's excited about it. He's chewing a tennis ball there. And uh, he needs he needs a, a drink, which I'm going to leave Neil to talk about that. Let's quickly look. Where, where are we on Boxing Day? That's the big days. Boxing Day, Tuesday. What? Somebody had it right. What for the way? Somebody was in there. New Year's Day, Millwall at home. The club released the what for the way by mistake. End of the season. Where's that? Look, get rid of that at the bottom of your phone. That's there. Here we go. Last game of the season, Stoke away. So that's interesting. Let's get back to the early part of those fixtures then. Good um, first couple I of think seasons. that's a I Good think first couple there's of no easy games in that yeah. division. And then if you look into September, have you got them yet, Ian? Um I haven't got them, but I will got them. We'll, we'll carry on. We we carry on looking. We we carry on. September, Swansea away, oh. West Brom at home, Plymouth at home. That's after the international break. Leicester away mid-September uh, and then home to Stoke. Rotherham away. Tough game at Leeds at the beginning of October. Ipswich Town. Mark Ashton makes a return to Ashton Gate for a night game. So that's not going to be altered. So uh, no, no, he was the... Uh, he was the... Uh, yeah, he, he's a man of the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. I, th- I think it's the first couple of months of the season you couldn't have... Done better than that, could you? Well, I look mean, at that, look and at, I say, look I look at that, that and I say, Leicester away. If if we Leicester away in the first ten games, that is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Right. Leicester away is the toughest game of the first ten. First two months of the season, you've got Preston, Millwall, Birmingham, Hull, Swansea, West Brom, Stoke City, Plymouth. So, of the sides coming down, yeah, you've got Leicester away on the Saturday, the twenty third. Other than that, that is a fairly, you know, if you've been hammered at the start of the season with the three uh, the three clubs coming down or the three yeah. clubs coming up, but I, I that's... You, it doesn't you, look you, daunting. No, no, no. Does it? I mean, even if you look into October... Tough, tough, tough division this even year. Even if now. you look into October, you know, Rotherham away, Leeds away, tough week up in Yorkshire, that is, isn't it? Yeah. The Coventry at home, Ipswich home, and then Cardiff away. You're not going to be scared of those boys, are you, really? I think and there's so. a couple of international breaks in there as well. There's an international break week ending at the 9th of uh, September. I plan my one of my not one. I plan my holiday that week. Um, yeah, it doesn't look scary for some reason. Well, it's a competitive league this year, isn't it? I mean, you know, there there are no Wiggins in there, are there? <laughs> at the end of the day, there's no. Well, um, so yeah. I think that's all right. Let's see where we are. March the not my birthday. Birthday weekend, West Brom away. The same week as the uh, FA Cup quarterfinals. We're not going to be in that, are we? We're not going to trouble them. Uh, and then um, Leicester yeah, City home. Interesting one on the Friday. Friday, Friday the, uh, March the 29th. Leicester City home. And then we've oh, got right. on, on that, the that's the bank holiday. That's it? Good and Friday. That's Good Friday, and then bank holiday Monday. Yeah, bank holiday Plymouth Monday. Away. You got. We got Argyle away, so and then so, and then I mean, five days later up to Sunderland. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're all 
like you said, Dave, there there aren't any there aren't any easy games. You're looking down mm. there. I I always look for clubs that I think should finish below us. I know that's a bit cruel, but um, I I'm I'm looking at um, you know, or, or clubs we can be competitive with, and the ones that haven't got parachute payments. And I think that's a pretty good start to the season. And yeah. I think even I mean, when you yeah. when you run into September. You know, I, I think, I think first ten games. I think first ten games. You know, and if we're going to be up there or thereabouts, the first ten games have got to produce seventeen points, Correct. sixteen points, sixteen points. <laughs> and then you start. I, I do love your averages on the on the fixtures stuff. Though, no, but that's that, that's that's yeah. what you need. I mean, yeah. if you look at the end tail end of the season. I mean, three. You know, you've, you've got, got to get the, the, you've the, got to the get home off. game. The home games because after Sunderland away, you have got Blackburn home, Huddersfield home, tough way away game at Norwich, then Rotherham at home. So Blackburn, Huddersfield, and Rotherham the last three home games. You look at those and think they're it's, winnable. It's it's imperative, of course, in a division for whether you're at the bottom end of the table or the top end of the table to get that good start. Isn't yeah. It? That said, Coventry this year. Had an awful start to the season, and then they got into the playoffs. I know. So you know, it's not. Always I mean, let's a, just look at let's just look given, at August. But... Let's just look at August. Those first four against August, and I would say, I would say, Preston. I'd expect us to win on the opening day of the season against them, it's, it's even a, though they're our bogey side. It's it's a great well up until last season. It's it's a great start to the season for us now. Great first opening yeah. game. What do you think, yeah. Ian? I, yeah, I think it is. I mean, when you look at the games, I mean, we, we are in that division and we've got to play all those teams sooner or later. But mm. what you wouldn't have wanted was to, to, you know, in the first two months of the season, to play uh, all the uh, all the relegated teams away. That, no. that, wouldn't have been a, that wouldn't have been a great place to be, would it? So, yeah, no. I, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm perfectly happy with the start. I think the other yeah. the other time you you look at it is the end of the season. If we were there thereabouts, and I totally agree with you, it is the average you need if you're going to get in the playoffs over the last few years is is one point seven points a game, so seventeen. But if you look at the end of the season, that too, April and May doesn't look impot before a ball's kick. It doesn't look impossibly difficult. No. You've got. No. You've got Sunderland, who were my tip this season to do well because it looks like they're going to re-sign Ellis Sims, but on a permanent transfer from Everton, yeah. and and they'll have Stewart fit again. Um, but if you look at April, Plymouth, Sunderland, Blackburn, Huddersfield, Norwich, Rotherham, Stoke City. Now yeah. that's not if you needed to get say nine points from those fixtures, that wouldn't frighten you to death, would it? No, no, not at all, not at all. No, I mean that's that's good. And as you said, Ian, you don't want the top, you don't want the promoted clubs or the relegated clubs. And we've only got very early on, but in the first, uh, what was it first ten games? You know, we've got Plymouth at home and Leicester away. They're the only clubs that we've not played in in recent years. Yeah, so oh, I think it's we're, we're getting we're getting. Uh, Cautiously optimistic here, aren't we? All right, I think we're done with fixtures because everybody can read them now, and the dates are all going to move around a bit. Um, let's talk um, about players that we've signed, and then what we might. I, I personally think if Scott doesn't go, I think that's pretty much the end of our spending. To be honest, give or take another defender that's coming in. Yeah, I think we're going to get one more defender. But come on to that. That's just my view. Um, before we talk about those transfers, though, uh, it was a story. I think it was a story in. Um, Bristol Live or whatever it's called these days. Uh, Phil Alexander, uh, totally different character to uh, Mark Ashton, but the situation of uh, uh, Nigel Pearson's contract was sort of uh, touched on and brushed away. I mean, Ian, um, you know, I, I almost feel that the chairman's got his finger on the trigger with uh, with. With um, not the chairman, not the chairman. No, well, the owner, the chairman, owner. Sorry, the chairman's never had his yeah, finger no. on the pulse. I, it, it, Nigel's got to have a good start, hasn't he? Would you agree? In he has to. Well, I, because... I said when this question when this question came up um, last season, and I think it was you you that raised it, Dave. I don't. I think Pearson did enough last season to get the summer and the first two months of this season. 
Mm. Now, because his record isn't that great. Now, we all know you can call them reasons, you can call them excuses, um, but we all know the reasons. Oh, he hasn't had any money to spend, which frankly he has, um, because people forget we bought Atkinson, we bought Tanner, we bought Cornick, mm. we bought Lamette. So he has had money to spend. He's now bought 18 players, five of which have already left the club. So he's got that period. Now, after that first 10 games of the season, I say the first two months, um, if we're languishing in 18th, then I, would, I wouldn't really see the point of saying, well, do you want a new contract? Because we might be thinking, hang on a minute. We, we spent money. We spent money in the summer, the Semenyo money, assuming Scott's still here. And I'm assuming Callas is still going to be here at this point. Uh, we know that we want to sign Jason Knight from Derby, and no doubt we'll come on to that. But I'd, I'd be saying, well, you're about giving this bloke a new contract. Really, what we should be thinking of doing is replacing him. Now, conversely, if we're in the top 10 and we look like... Uh, we're playing. We're playing well, and there's some consistency there. We're turning defeats into draws, and more importantly, draws into wins. Draws into wins. That's very important because we've we won. As I pointed out, we won the same number of games for the last three seasons: fifteen, one five out of forty-six. That's not brilliant. So then we have to say, right, he, he's doing really well, and then. As the season goes on, that's the time to talk about a new contract because mm. it's based on achievement. It's not based on, oh, well, he's done a good job so far. I think he's done a, 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 an okay job under the circumstances. But mm. what you don't, it's not whether you change your manager or you don't, it's who you change it for. So for every one that you say, oh, well, that didn't work, Warnock went into Huddersfield, loved the bloke rate him, it worked. Turned it around. Uh, Borough, Borough changed their manager. That worked. Uh, Coventry yeah. kept their manager. That worked. So yeah. uh, Steve Cooper at Forest the season before. That Forest changed their manager. That worked. So it's not whether you change them or it's who you change them for and what mm. they bring with them. So, you know, let, let's before we start talking about new contracts, he's got a contract for another year. Let's see where we are. Um, well, he's got I mean, a contract to the end of March. I think is it to the end of oh, no, the three, end of to the season. end of the season. No, you're right. Sorry, you're right. Neil, yeah. let me. Uh, I said just a bit, bit pressed for time. We have 15 minutes to go on a pod. We've got a lot to get through. Neil, your your thoughts on the? Yeah, I totally get what I totally get what Ian's saying. I I think it's a two way thing as well. I mean, you're not talking about a, um, a young manager mid 30s, 40s, or whatever. You're talking about manager who turned 60, and it's got to be right for him. 60 in August, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be right for him as well. I mean, if he's going to sign another contract, he's come down here. He he said three years. That's what I want. That's how long it's going to take. And he said to admit last season it's taken longer than he, he yeah. thought it would do. So, if you're looking for a commitment for him now, it's not another year, is it? Realistically. You'd have to say a multi-year thing, so it has to be right for the club, and it has to be right for Nigel Pearson at the end of the day. Yeah, and yeah, I mean we've stabilised. I wouldn't say that we're pushed on as a club. I think we've stabilised as a, we seem to not be frantically, you know, doing our swan impression underneath the water. I, I think the difference thing, this time around is that we've had. Uh, a level of reset and reorganisation. We haven't had to pay the price of relegation. But that's, that said, last season, if we didn't have the academy and the academy players go, we were really light in squad terms, weren't we? And we could have really been caught out yeah, at, but the we end, were. at the end but of the we season, were. defenders wise. But we weren't. Hence why we got yeah, the defenders in we that we have done in the window. But yeah, and let's come on to that. Um, Ian, let's look at the three that we, we've signed uh, Dickie, McCrory, and Roberts, um, all all good all good signings, yeah. And Roberts being the one that wouldn't be a first pick, but McCrory and Dicky would be. Um, Dicky looking at QPR for him, you know, he he, he wasn't great last season, uh, but awful, player of the year, awful in the away player of the year before us. that. And then McCrory, as you say, versatile player can play in a number of positions. Gary Arras was on here saying we need to sign specialists, not these versatile players. And what about the step up from uh, Scottish Prem 
up to championship is that much of a step up or not really and so just briefly your thoughts on the the three players that we've uh, signed and then we talk a minute about the ones that we're allegedly trying to sign but the three that we've signed okay well let's let's start with McCrory he's ex-Rangers youth so there's some pedigree there played for Aberdeen he's 25 um he has played he played four positions for Aberdeen last season he played uh, in three different formations so he played right center back center midfield uh center midfield uh, right wing back and right back. He's six foot two, uh, 37 appearances this season, five goals and an assist. Um, and he's made 115 senior appearances. He did a year's loan down at Pompey and he's right sided. So we know he strikes me, having, having watched video of him in one thing and another, as a bit of a right footed Cal Naismith, uh, which wouldn't, wouldn't be a bad thing. Um, if you go, if you go back, it'd be interesting where Nigel Pearson sees him playing because everybody yeah. who's seen him playing, um, it, it yeah. is talking about him as a midfielder. Yeah. Now, Rob, well, can I just say, can I just sorry to interrupt you? Can I just say, Neil's just written down right back, and uh, Dave Fevs, who's not one to talk about systems and formations or what have you, but he's he's put him as a right back, and he said to me earlier this week that you know injuries and how they shape up in training permitting. He thinks a back four on the opening day of the season now against Preston will read McCrory, Viner, Dickey and Pring. And that looks pretty strong. Would you agree with that? And would you agree with, well, you know, that? It, it depends if Rob Dickey can play left centre-back because he's right-sided. And one advantage that McCrory and Dickey give you uh, is they can shoot from distance, both of them. Yeah. And the, the reason Dickey didn't do as well at QPR is Ainsworth wanted to play gung-ho, boot it, and he's a footballer. Yeah. Now, that, that's not me saying that. That's what QPR... No, I've read that. I've read that, yeah. He's yeah. a right centre-back. He's English. He's 27, so he's got some experience. He's played 113 times for QPR, scored six goals, six foot four, um, and we got him for 700,000 plus 300 grand in add-ons because QPR yeah. have got some issues around FFP. Although yesterday they opened a twenty million pound uh, version of their version of the HPC. So they've got, I think they've got rich owners, but the rules are the rules. Um, so so that's Dicky. Yeah, I mean he is a specialist. He plays centre back, and that's it. But he is a footballer, which, which yeah. I I like. So he he fits the mould. But can he play on the left of a two in the middle? Now a lot yeah. of right sided players over the years have done that successfully and they're probably the most well that's what you're asking Callas to do if Callas stays and Dickie yes. played it. Yeah. You know, now, and, and, you've got, can. and you've got John Terry who's who's another one. So Hayden Roberts, um we just take a take a look at him. I mean obviously we've signed him from Brighton. He's had loan spells at Derby, um 36 appearances. Now he can both shoot from distance and cross the ball. So for that reason, he's that going forward, he's an upgrade on Jay. Um, he, he also made 24 appearances for Rochdale when they were in League One. Yeah. Um, he, can play left in a, he can play left in a three, can't he? He he can, but he's, so well, like I say, depending on which website, he's either five feet seven or five feet nine. Yeah, but if he plays left in a three, that gives you an extra balance on there, and then Dickey in the middle, and then, and then Viner. And then you push McCrory in midfield, and then you can have Sykes. I mean, there's there's just so many permutations. All right, that's the three that we there's signed. 40, Let me ask them. There's 45 permutations exactly. If you look at the players we've got on a who can play where basis. Right. All right, that's too many to to dissect. Let me ask Neil his view on the on the uh, on those signings. They're, they're they're okay, aren't they? Well, when you look when you look at Dicky and McCrory, for me, the, the difference is the height. Really, I think last, last last year we were quite a small team, weren't we? And physically, we were yeah. quite 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 a small team. And I and I think from set pieces, from corners, from free kicks, whatever, yeah. you took Rob Atkinson out of that team, and you didn't see too many other goals coming from uh, set pieces from us. No. And and I think 
you know, moving forward, we need to be a little bit more on the front foot and a little bit more yeah. aggressive in the opponent's box from corners, set pieces, all the rest of it. Hence why you're suddenly playing potentially a six foot two guy at yeah. right back. Yeah. It gives you other options yeah. at the other end of the field. Yeah. And I think Dickie gives you other options at the other end of the field as well. Yeah. Ultimately we need to score more goals next season, don't we? We absolutely yeah. and more yeah. goals from midfield. If, 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 if we're right. in the top ten, if we're I, get in I'm the just top gonna 10, think, I'm gonna to give my dog some water. So Neil, uh and Ian, you started, Neil. Talk about the playing night from Derby that seems to be, and we talk about players wanting to come here, right? Yeah, and I think Ian said on Twitter yesterday evening, time to move on if he can't make his mind up. Well, I, I, I think the thing with Jason Knight is that he's a, he came across to Derby as a 16-year-old and he's he's been there and now he's in the full Republic of Ireland squad. Fair play to him. He's got a year left, year left on his contract and ultimately... He's got a decision not unlike a Sack Finder situation. You know, he needs to move on from Derby. If they'd gone up, I'm sure he would have stayed at Derby, but they haven't gone up. He's in League One. He needs to be playing at a higher level. That's what his Republic of Ireland manager has said to him. He needs to be playing at a higher level. Is he going to get better offers? And I'm not talking about Ipswich because that's just, that's just a promoted club at the end of the day. But is he going to get top-end championship offers or is he going to get lower-end premiership offers? And that's a decision for him. So, I'm, I, you know, it's it's about his ambition, isn't it? Is his ambition to be in a championship at this stage into the end or is his ambition to hold out? He's got a year left on his contract. He doesn't have to rush into anything. No. Is, is, his, is he thinking, well, let's just wait and see whether or not any lower-end premiership teams view him as a player or top-end <laughs> champion? Yeah, but, you know, or top-end championship players. Yeah. Ultimately, you're talking about a player that people have drawn comparisons with Scott about, but you're talking about 1.5 million. <laughs> you're talking about a tenth million. of the cost. A tenth of the cost. Ian, you, you, Ian, you uh, commented, you know, that he's a, a Duracell bunny type player, but his stats ain't all that, are they? Well, let's look at Jason Knight. He's 22. As Neil said, he's a full Republic of Ireland international, so he would have seen the High Performance Centre, because they were over training. He would have seen the stadium, and no doubt, no doubt Sykes, he could have told him all about Bristol, so that's good. 125 appearances, uh, 12 goals, so he's a 1 in 10 guy. Um, he, in the last two months of last season, he played right wing back, left centre mid, centre mid, and left wing. That's just in the last two months. So I've I, been... Uh, talking a lot with um, Derby fans on Twitter and one thing or another and said, well, where do you think his best position is? And they've said attacking midfield, um, uh, but he doesn't get a chance to play there because, you know, the manager plays different formations and basically they think he's been messed about a bit because he's versatile and he can play in different positions. Right. I've right. Got, I would have no objection with seeing him come in because he fits the profile that Matt was uh, texting about earlier on. Um, but there is a value that you can go to. And, and it depends, what are we, once again, what are we signing him as? If we're signing him as an as, as a, uh, Alex Scott replacement, I mean, that's a pretty high bar, but let's just say we are. Um, then he'd need to obviously add a lot of goals and assists. And, and, and my contention is there's two things. One is the price, and, and apparently our last bid was around 1.5 million, and that yeah. would have probably yeah. been... Um, with some ifs, ifs, buts, and maybes in there, but let's just say it's 1.5, and that probably been payable over, I'm guessing, a couple of years. But I know that with Steve Lansdowne in the past, we've got players because he's gone in and said, Right, I'll tell you what, I know you've got that, and they're offering to pay you that over three seasons. I'll write you a check for it now, and he's got a better deal. Now, I know, I know that's happened, so we, we don't know if, if Steve can do that, hopefully. The Ipswich thing is genuine because they made two bids for him last season. Okay. Um, okay. And and uh, they also were looking at uh, it Taylor at Peterborough. And P Peterborough want, like, silly money. Well, he always, uh, I was always discussing does, this with, with, with Matt. And, you know, for a, a bloke that's not played outside League One, they're like, oh, we want four or five million. So, I mean, move on. Um, yeah. but I think that's the decision we've got to make. How much money do, how, how good, for, firstly, 
They've watched him a lot. How good is he? Do we really want him? Where does he fit into our team? Match one of the season because we we don't want to be um, signing players and then we get to the first game of the season and find out that none of them have made the first team or only two of them have. Well, and that's well, always that's been... Always quite, sorry, you've got... Uh, I mean, fair, fair, enough, fair, enough with, fair enough with Roberts because we know he's essentially being signed as our, our second left back. Yeah. Uh, and like Pring, he can play it right. one in and he can also play a bit further forward right. on... But look, we've said any player that we sign has got to be better than what we got. Right, so just to sort of to wrap up a little bit... Um, I'm just going to have a say on a couple of points, yeah? And I'll come to each of you after it. Right. And I spoke with Dave Fevs the other day about this. And we look at the starting lineup on the opening day of the season, right? With what we've got now, never mind signing Knight and never mind Scott being sold, yeah? And I know, Ian, you say we need a 28-man squad because we seem to have more injuries than most, therefore we can't get by with a 22. But the opening day of the season looks like this, you know, at the moment. Max O'Leary in goal. And this is Dave's back four, yeah, which I agree with him. McCrory, Viner, Dickey, Pring. Middle of the park, Sykes, James, Naismith, and Scott, assuming he's still here. Up front, Conway and Wells. That was Dave, that was Dave Fev's lineup when I spoke with him, right? That leaves on the bench players like what formations McCormick, that? Sorry? What formation's that? Well, that's a four. It's a loose four, four, two, three, one, or four, three, two, one, whichever way you want to look at it. It's two. He's saying I two up say, front. I thought you said we had two up front. Yeah. Conway, Conway and Wells. Well, is that a four, two, three, one then? Uh, sorry, it's a but uh, there's two up front and it's four in the middle. But it's a four, three, three then. It's a loose four, three, three if Sykes put pushes up on the right all right yeah but let's not get hung up let's not ha get hung up on formations yeah i'm just saying that would be a starting 11 which means no place in the starting 11 for people like vyman and williams who are both in the last year of their contract as neil's just pointed out to me and then the next part of that sort of statement is if we if we sell scott right Let's assume it's on the low side of 20 million. And let's say the manager is given half of that to spend. And I'm not including wages because, you know, we've got rid of players and wages have gone, right? You know, okay, one of those players in that team that I've just named is Scott. So he does drop out. But any future spending, you first, Neil, midfield or up front? Goalkeeper. Which is that? What that? Why that non-goalkeeper was mentioned? Well, that that is that has got to be the uh, the Scott plan, isn't it? If you've got additional money, where where do you improve the? And we're to? but we're in the we're in the realms because whereas we've been spending, I'll say between one and two million. Yeah, but I and Ian's I, just said Ian's just said you don't want players that are coming in that don't make it into the starting line. But, but I don't think necessarily you need to go beyond two, three million. On no, that, that's it's, what I'm it's, saying. It's, it's it's the the there's a big difference there. between one and two million, and I'll say two and three and a half million. Yes, and uh, and obviously during our halcyon days, we used to spend two million like it was going out of fashion, yeah. didn't we? Two, three million like it was going out of fashion, like it was petty change. So, um, but goalkeeper, you think is a key position? Well, it is a key position. Yeah, but... <laughs> it's, it's huge, isn't it? I mean, I think Max is a uh, a solid championship keeper, but is he uh, a playoff keeper? Yeah. Is he a keeper that's going to take you higher in the club? I'm not sure. I, I see him as an, a yeah. number two. If we are looking and, at that, I don't see him as. And a that, player. but that, and that starting lineup that I've just said there, as it stands like that, mm. is there anybody that I've included that you wouldn't? Let's let, let's not get hung up on. Formations, because I said it. No, I, do, I, I don't think so. I think the at, at the top end, I think uh, Conway and um, Conway and Wells work best together. Mm. And then you, you've got a lot of players there to, to actually fit in in certain positions. Well, on the you? bench again, if that's what the lineup is, on the Mimetti, bench that day Cornick. you've got Vyman, Mimetti, Cornet for starters yeah. in there. Yeah. So I and and Sam Bell. 
Yeah. You know, all of these plays that you have mentioned. All those. All right, Ian, your show, your show. My, my team, is there anybody that I put in that 11? You'd say, well, I'd have him ahead of him in there. Well, well rather, than, rather than do that, I'll quote you two teams. The, the one that I, uh, if you're going to play 4-2-3-1, and we think we probably will, because that's what we played for most of last season, but it was a happy accident going to a back four. But 4-2-3-1, uh, in goal, O'Leary, uh, from right to left at the back, Tanner, Dickey, Callas, Pring. In front of them, Naismith and McCrory. Uh, the three is Sykes on the right, Ryman in the middle, Scott on the left, and then you've got Conway up front. That's a, that's the four-two-three-one. Uh, if you go back to what I would prefer to see us do, because we need to score goals, I would play particularly in the home games. Uh, I play a four-one-three-two, and that team would be O'Leary in goal, uh, McCrory at right back. Dickey, Callas, Pring, Naismith is the one. The three behind the two strikers are Scott, Vyman and Sykes. And then you've got Wells and Conway up front. Mm. Now, and then on the bench, you know, you, that's interesting because at the moment you'd have to say Wells, Richards, Viner, Roberts, James, Williams, well, um, Wells, if it's one up top, or if it's not, mm. you've got Mehmeti and Bell. So, you know, it, it's a it's a strongish looking team, and that's what I'm saying. If you if you say, well, we're going to bring in Sykes, where where, where does he fit? Yeah, and where does and, and and you know, and if Knight comes in, where does he fit? That's and where that's does what Joe Williams? I mean, it's interesting that you've included Vyman in both of your teams, whereas well, we know, need goals, but... Dave. We need goals. Yeah, well, we who need else, so um... who else scores goals? Yeah. Well, he didn't get many last season, and he got about four. He got eight times as many as Alex Scott, who we reckon's worth 25, 30 million. Think on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. If we sell Scott, if we sell Scott, right? Yeah. Neil said goalkeeper, a priority. We, you know, and let's say we sell him for 20, and he's, oh, no, we get more than that. No, let's be realistic 20, and Nigel's got 10 million to spend. Yeah, we'll call it twelve million, including wages. Yeah, where where are you spending? And you're going to go out and buy three. So where are you spending? Not who. I agree. I agree with you. We need a we need a better goalkeeper to provide competition for Max O'Leary, and the other two lads need football, so they both need to go out on loan. Um, and then we we would need, in in my opinion, we've got enough players to play in that we might need one more player to play in that two bear in mind it he's never played there for us but zach viner can play in the two in front of the four if that's what we're going to do um and then we need a nine uh you know somebody like stewart or yocker is that mold i'm not talking about a head on a stick but somebody that can actually hold the ball up when we've got one up top because we will still go long at times and that person needs to be able to retain the ball but one of the things we need, we we stopped doing after the first eight games last season, we stopped scoring goals, and he couldn't cure it all season. So that's when he was interviewed on Radio Bristol. Nigel Pearson said, "Well, we, we know we don't get enough goals and assists from our midfield," and then he went, "Even our tens don't score." Yeah, yeah. So that should tell you how he's thinking. But we need to score probably another. 15, 20 goals more than we got last season. Now, we improved the defence. No argument with that. We stopped conceding as many. Uh, and bear in mind, we were con- conceding far too many. But but that that's the players I go for. I go for a goalie, a nine, and possibly a defensive midfielder, assuming no one moves on. Yeah. And that's, okay. I'm talking, I'm talking Callas in Scotland. All right. Okay, turn your mic down, Ian, because I'm going to wrap it up now. Uh, just to say, right. what I'm going to say uh, that's been that's interesting. I mean, it's it is interesting times. You know, the friendlies will be upon us before we know where we are. I've signed up for. My, I use my points to buy my uh, match feeds from uh, the HPC, uh, so that should be interesting. Got the fixtures out, a bit underwhelming, really, isn't it? You know, Preston at home on the opening day, but it's a winnable one. That means I won't be cutting short my holiday in Cyprus by one day. <laughs> if it had been Leeds 
or one of the big ones at home, I would have been coming home a day earlier. I had sort of passed that by the boss, but that's what was going to happen, yeah? Although that could have been played on the Monday or it might even have been played on the Friday if it had been against one of those. But uh, guys and everybody who's listened to that, uh, hope you've had a, a, a enjoyed it. And um, as I said, I hope over 500 of you listened to the Gary Shelton interview. That was a great pleasure seeing Gary. And uh, we got a few more lined up coming up. But uh, uh, enjoy the rest of the summer, everybody. And uh, I'm sure we'll have a couple more. Uh, we'll have a couple of pre-season previews as well. But Ian and Neil, thanks a lot for joining me today. And everybody else, thanks a lot for listening. All the best, everybody. All the best. God bless, everyone. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts throbbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When Red Red Robin's out bob bob bobbing along When Red Red Robin comes bob bob bobbing along Along There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead, get up Get up, get out of bed, cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red, live, love, laugh and be happy, what if I've been blue, now I'm walking through fields of flowers, rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours, I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song, when the red, red robin starts bobbing along. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.